Fill It With Love is a podcast that explores love stories from anonymous couples from around the world so that we can understand the love lessons that help us love each other better. Spilling it is a good thing. Anytime I spill a little bit of wine on someone when pouring, I say, well, you are just blessed and hope that they're cool with it. Truly though, being honest and vulnerable with our partners is critical to understanding each other's needs so that we can love each other the way that we need to be loved. We will be drinking wine, the truth juice, because it's fun. And there are a lot of similarities between wine and love. I also want to shed light on some of the BS related to the wine industry, which is why I drink Natty Wine. My goal is always to get to the truth and help us to feel more comfortable sharing it so that we can get back to the good stuff, like more wine, hugs, and making babies. Oh, and I'm Laura Ann, so cheers to spilling it. Hi friends, and welcome to the very first episode of Spill It With Love. Yes, we are live. And I have some pretty amazing guests for you um, today. I will call them the yin-yang couple. Um, This couple has been together for five years and they are married and both from New Jersey. You'll learn quite quickly how oriented they are to work, uh, working in their careers, um, coming from working families, um, but they also understand the meaning of work in their relationships and they just naturally, like our wine, brought up um, one of my favorite, favorite resources, um, which was The Love Languages. It's a book written by Gary Chapman. And they talk about how um, the work is involved through the use of those love languages. So it doesn't need to sound super scary, Um that word work, it really is um, just about the effort that we put into making sure that we stay on the same page and connected to our partners. So I love, love, love this. And um, I'm super excited for you to get a sneak peek into their lives. We get into some of their uh, dating deets and you will be quite surprised as she goes into a story about while they were dating how he answers the question, um, were you married before and her reaction. So grab a glass of wine, get that glass full and join us while we spill it. All right. So today we're here with the very first episode one of Spill It With Love. So let's crack open this first bottle of wine and get this thing started. All right, and I have two sippers here with me today. So we got a little his and hers action going on with our wine. So the first, hers, hers, since she requested, which if you come on, you can request what kind of wine you'd like to drink. Um, She requested an orange wine. So here we've got a Sanctum Chardonnay from Slovenia. Uh, This has... Sat with the skins for about five months, so it has this beautiful amber, goldeny hue. So, what do we think as you begin to non-introduce but introduce yourselves? <laughs> Any thoughts on the wine? So I love orange wines. This is a little lighter, I think, than I'm used to, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's really bright. Very bright. It's tasty. And I don't love orange wines, <laughs> but I think it is very light, but has a crispness to it, and, and it drinks very easily. Yeah, it's not as sour as, as what I would normally like, but what I don't. he doesn't like that. So actually, it's a good compromise for <laughs> everyone. And see, here we go, starting off with the honesty already. So um, we will later on be getting to his preference and we'll talk about that then um so stay tuned 
All right, and we're back with some pretty full glasses. So we're going to get to this. So why don't you both tell us how you met? Who wants to go first? Oh, we met online. Okay. I mean, where else do you meet people these days? In this busy world that we live in. So she answered my Craigslist ad. Oh, stop. <laughs> desperately seeking companion. And there she was. So did you want a companion who was desperate or were you the desperate person? Oh, I was the desperate one in that scenario. <laughs> no, so we, we met on OkCupid, mm -hmm. which uh, I have a long history with, with online dating. Um, but it was a site that asked a lot of questions. You answered the question that you wanted, that you would answer, and then the question that you would like your partner to, how, how you would like your partner to answer. Um, I, you know, then they give you a percentage of how much of a match that you were. Um, and I, so, yeah, we met on that because we were a high match because yeah. I would not respond to anyone who was lower than like a 90% match. So we me. were 97% and just Oof. right there we knew it was. Nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple dates. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't go out with anyone who was less than a 90 something percent mm -hmm. match, but it took a couple dates to. Uh... <laughs> and, I, and I think for me, I was new to the whole online dating thing. I had come out of uh, a long-term relationship and had been in several longer term relationships in my adult life. So for me, this was all new and exciting. And I think from the previous time that I was single to the present time when I met you, uh, online dating had gone from something that was somewhat taboo to something that was more out there in, yeah. in, in the, the commonplace in society. People were doing it, especially in big cities and in, in urban areas like where we live. And the algorithm told us that we should be together. Yeah, but but it was so it was a very high percentage match. But it didn't mean that like our first date was perfect or the next. Oh, I even offered or... to pick her up on our first date, oh, like that a gentleman. Was so weird. All right, as a woman, would you ever get into a car of someone you didn't know? On a date, like for a date, it was the the date was like three blocks from my apartment. We live in a town where everyone walks everywhere. What, like... I thought I was being if, a gentleman. Well, I mean... Learn my lesson. Now that I know you, of course, it would have been fine, but <laughs> I just thought you were a weirdo. So she proceeded <laughs> with caution. So how long did you date for? Before we were married. No, uh, before, before we were married or before we were exclusive serious? with one another. <laughs> well, that's up to you how you define it. <laughs> um... We did it. Well, I think we, yeah, we met in, in the beginning time. of the summer mm -hmm. and probably went on one date a week yeah. for, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks. That sounds about right. And at that point, I think we just decided that, you know, we were going to give this a go and, and see where, where we'd end up. Where'd you yeah, end up? Yeah, that sounds about right. So <laughs> we. I think we had that discussion, right? To be exclusive and get off the dating, get off the apps, <laughs> whatever people say, right? Like that's a conversation, kind of right? So we met online and I think it part of- It should be a conversation. It Absolutely. should be a conversation. I think so, you know, we, uh, on OkCupid, there's lots of questions and I think that also lends itself to asking your partner- Oh, so you answered this question a certain way on the app, and it, it kind of helped out some of those conversations. Um, I mean, very early on, probably like our second, I swear, it was probably our second or third date where I told you, I don't want to have kids, like this is the life I want to live, and um, you know, you were getting to a certain age, and if that was on, if that was something that, like, to me... I vetted my partners through online dating. I didn't really have a quote-unquote real boyfriend until we were together, which also made the de the decision the decision to go into to formally go into a relationship um 
a little bit harder, right? Because it's like, well, I have never had a boyfriend. Like, what makes him so special to be my boy, like, boyfriend, which is such a funny term, but that's a whole other conversation. Wait, so until you met him, you had never had I went a out serious with, boyfriend? No, not a serious boyfriend. So there was lots of things that I had envisioned my life to be, and I made it pretty clear on one of our early dates that I don't want to waste my time, and if you have a certain vision of your life and it does, it's not the same as my vision, then maybe we should not pursue this relationship. But I think we had some of those questions before. We had those discussions before we decided to... Sure. And I was at a very different place where I essentially was a serial monogamist over the course of my (laughs) adult life, Mm -hmm. uh, a string of, you know, longer term relationships. And, you know, at that point I was still going through a bunch of different changes in my life, both personally and professionally, and trying to figure out what I wanted at that given moment, um, you know, came with some challenges and came with, um, you know, realizing, um, you know, where I was in my life and, uh, what those next steps were for me. And, uh, I think, you know, this, I mean, it kind of fell in, you know, almost, um, organically fell into place. We, we met each other and, um, I think there's absolutely timing is really, I think timing is a thing. Um, you can be a perfect match with someone and it's just not the right time for you or for them um, to have that relationship. But I think that I do think part of why we work so well together was the timing. I was at a place in my life. I, I had done online dating for so many years and I went out with so many people and I had the chance to really think about what I wanted and make those decisions of who I wanted to pursue relationships with or not. And for how long, uh, what my make or breaks of a relationship or even of, of a, you know, partnership or whatever was for me. I mean, I think we clicked on um, certain interests such as traveling, live music, you know, it had similar values. And and I think, uh, you know, we're both from New Jersey. So Mm -hmm. similar upbringings where, you know, both our parents worked growing up. And uh, I think there was some commonality in that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's, definitely part of the reason we stayed together because as you evolve as a partnership and family becomes you know friends are usually the first ring that becomes involved in the relationship and then family um it was very natural we both felt very comfortable around each other's parents and our and our families had very similar feel to them um I think, I think the one interesting or one of the interesting things that was a little bit of a challenge at the beginning was uh, she had roommates and, <laughs> you know, really for most of my adult life, I either lived with a partner or lived by myself. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden I was in a relationship with this woman who had two roommates and they had their boyfriends sleeping over. And so I never wanted to sleep over or go over to her place because mm-hmm. well, yeah. I had my own place. So why yeah, wouldn't she want to come? That was definitely a challenge mm-hmm. in the beginning of the relationship. So we did have a lot of dates at, at your place. Um, what was it like our fourth or fifth date? Well, also here's a, here's, here's one relationship pointer. I love to cook. I'm a, I'm a very good cook, but I don't think I cooked for you until, until you cooked for me first. Which I think is, you know, that's like an old school thing. What did you say? It's sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it is sexy for someone to... No, I like to to, cook too, and I'm good at cooking as long as I have a recipe. Yes, yes, dear. And roommates out of the way. And roommates out of the way. Right, so because you (laughs) want to feel like you can... Which I think is also really important. We had a lot of dates within mostly your house at the time. Um, But yeah, that was... It was more relaxed and comfortable and... You're in your own element, and I no, I think cooking is nurturing. Lots of Blue Apron meals <laughs> because they had recipes, but mm-hmm. it's no, that was sexy because it doesn't matter if you got it from a box sure. or whatever, but you put I, the time I owe, in. I owe a lot to Blue Apron. That's, you definitely do. <laughs> so what I love about this is that 
here we have someone who was very um, thorough in making sure before she jumped into the pool that the water was the right temperature, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we have somebody who was just swimming and swimming and swimming in the pool and going, is this, is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? And here you come together. And now, how'd you get married? That was a few years later. <laughs> sure, sure. We're, lots of time, lot, lots of time in between. A lot of stuff that happened uh, in between, and just just tell the the funny story. So I had to ask you on. I don't know the There's fourth like the date or fifth date. date. We're we're sitting on my balcony, and because in Hoboken, who has a beautiful. 1,500 square foot apartment with a balcony. No one. Oh. So, you know, he did. Someone. Yeah, he did. And so. Beautifully furnished. So sitting outside, having a, you know, beautifully furnished, decorated, having a great dinner. Definitely not, definitely not furnished by a single 30-something year old male. That, you're right. So, exactly. Who was this bachelor with this beautiful we're, place? We're, we're sitting there and she's like. So have you been married before? I was like, funny you ask. Yeah. I'm still married right now. <laughs> My divorce will be finalized next week. Yeah, like within that same week. So that was an interesting uh, thing that came up early on in the relationship. And it's one of those things that when you're online dating, yeah. you're not advertising it like it's some battle scar. But you're, little you're... did he know, I found that very attractive because not being in a formal relationship like that... Mm -hmm. It really, learning that piece of information actually was probably one of the things that solidified my decision to pursue, pursue this relationship, which sounds so silly, but right. So it really made me think, well, he has some experience in relationships. He must know how to do something, um, sustain a relationship. He's had long-term relationships, but a marriage, right? Like that's, that's something some sort of commitment um, and I thought that actually being divorced was something I was looking for someone who had some experience and it wasn't going to just be trying to figure it out on the first shot what a beautiful way to look at it and then I think the other I don't want to say difference but other um, challenge over the course especially early on in the relationship was yeah. uh, our jobs were <laughs> very different as far as the hours and um the the time spent so i think historically i've always worked you know your traditional nine to five or nine to six whatever what have you <laughs> these days nine to nine uh office jobs and she works in in a medical profession where you know staggered hours and you know, some days you go in late you stay later other days you know she had off other yeah. days she started really early and finished in the middle of the afternoon so i think that was a, a struggle to me because i'd always been in situations where you know i got home from work the same time as my partner got home from work mm -hmm. and we made dinner together we sat down had dinner talked about our day watched some tv and went to bed at the same time that was such a new concept for me and and for me it was the same like like not having that was you know c completely foreign to me it's you know all right get on my schedule here let's yeah you know get this going yeah so is that what she did did she get on your schedule or how did you oh, figure that out no, i mean it's kind of uh, <laughs> it's kind of ebbed and flowed over <clears throat> the course of our you know first dating and then yeah. engagement and then now now being married yeah. but i think it it, it kind of comes and goes where we've got stretches where we're, we're both, you know, kind of uh, in sync and on the same schedule and other times where, um, you know, either I'm traveling for 10 days by myself for work or she's going away for eight days to two different cities. And, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, taking some getting used to and working together on how do we make this relationship work when, you know, we're either not on the same schedules or not, you know, in the same time zone or not. Um, you're not seeing each other but for I, stretches. It, and it's funny because we, we, we talk about this constantly, right? So this is something that we work through on a regular basis. But 
in the job I was in at the time, I think part of having this conversation about schedule and what time and when do we get together? And I always, you know, I was going to his place most times. And so is there a parking spot? And do what, you know, do I come straight from work? Do I get to go home and change and then go back out? Do I drive back in the, like, there's a lot of logistics in that when you're dating someone, mm -hmm. even if you live in the same one square mile, mm -hmm. right? And partially our relationship was a relationship of convenience, right? So there's timing, there's convenience. Um, yeah, certainly. I think convenience was definitely something that, you know, as I was dating and, you know, going on dates with people in Brooklyn and Astoria, I was like, gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to go up there or I'm you know, two rivers away. But, it's, it's, you know. you, but you think of like, what, it, like, what is your vision? What does your life look like? Do you, do you foresee yourself, like, would you move somewhere for someone? Because that happens, right? But that was just not, that was a limiting factor for me as well, a limiting factor for you. You weren't looking to move out of Hoboken. Um, but I think part of our, those discussions of, well, I can't come over tonight because I'm working till eight and my patient didn't leave until eight fifteen, And then I have to write my notes and then it's not till nine. And no, I just want to be in my own place tonight and I don't want to have to look for parking and, and, and those types of logistical things uh, I think lead to conversations about scheduling and job and, and I was not really happy at that job at that time and that might have also given me a little bit of a push to look for what I wanted to do and I ended up within that was it the I guess it was one year later about a year later um, looking, looking, but not really looking, yeah. but had a job opportunity come to me that ended up being a really great opportunity for me. It gave me a chance to leave the clinic, mm -hmm. leave those hours, move into a little bit more of the things that I enjoyed doing, like teaching, but I was traveling and I think traveling was good for our relationship yeah. in those years. I, I, those I think years. also, you know, we, we had moved in together after a couple of a couple of years. Couple yeah. of years. Mm -hmm. So there was, you know, the, the change of, you know, seeing each other once a week or seeing each other every few days. And, you know, it, when you're only seeing each other once a week, it's, it's, um, not to say more exciting, but oh, yeah, you know, you look exciting. forward to yeah, it and you know, either do something or you have sex or, mm -hmm. you know, something that's, there's a thing you know, that, yeah, it's exactly. Like an event. It's an event and then, every time. you know, you either move in together or you get on the same and then, you know, it's, it's, you have to evolve and you know, you're seeing each other every day. And, um, you know, the first year when we weren't living together, it was like, all right, well, you know, I knew when we would see each other, we would have sex, for example. Mm -hmm. And then you move in together and you're seeing each other every day and, you know, the frequency might not go down, but it's like, well, you know, it, it's, it's not happening every time I see her. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it almost becomes like the, the, the split scene in uh, the split screen in Annie Hall where Woody Allen's on one side and <laughs> Diane Keaton's on the other side and they're both talking to their therapist and mm -hmm. the therapist asks each of them separately, uh, you know, how often do you have sex? Mm -hmm. And he says, Oh, hardly ever three times a week. Mm -hmm. And she says constantly three times a week. Uh -huh. So it's, how do you, make sure that you know you're on the same page and that's just you know one example it's yep. it's not just uh, all yeah. about that yeah. but it's just something that popped in my head as yeah. i was starting to talk about you know the frequency of seeing each other and you know making sure you're on the same cadence and on the same page and making yeah. um you know the conscious effort to uh, spend the quality time if you know that somebody's going to be going away for a week or uh they're going to be out of town um, but I mean, we, we, I, I would say that we worked pretty hard in our relationship in those first couple of years, because again, I'm a lady mm -hmm. who doesn't have time. If you're not the one, like if you can't handle who I am as a person, we have to break up today because I have to spend my time and find someone else. And so we had a lot of these conversations and I think. I mean, what you just reminded me of is like the love languages, the five love languages, mm -hmm. if you're familiar. Yes. Um, Gary you know, Chapman. You, yeah. So, yes. So how long have we been together? It'll be only five years this coming, this coming spring. Um, but I think there's lots that we've gone through in the last five years, including moving in together, buying a house together. We got married, we got engaged, we got married. Um, 
And still, even though we put the work in and we learned about ourselves and each other, um, that is a constant evolving. Uh, it's, it's just work. You just have to put the work in and it doesn't stop once you get married. It, it continues once you get married and it doesn't stop, you know, once you find the cadence because then something different happens or something new happens or something changes and then there's a new cadence and there's a new, you know, right now I have a, a new job. I'm figuring out what the, what that is like with our relationship. And I think no matter how, I would say how perfect we are for each other or how, yeah. um, Compatible. How compatible we are. At the at the core of it, we're still two very different people. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the analogy you like to use for us? What's that? The Venn diagram. We're a perfect Venn diagram. We're, we have a, a, a good amount that overlaps in the middle where we're very mm-hmm. compatible and very ah, similar. The circles. Yeah, the two yes. circles. And then there's all this shit that we're <laughs> that completely normal, different. Right? Uh-huh, like uh-huh. it's normal that you can't be perfectly exactly the same that person. It drives each other crazy, but, mm-hmm. but we work on it. But it's yeah. it's what, in, in exactly. love. The center keeps you exactly. together. Yes, exactly. I love that. Oh, yeah. That's, I love that. That is... But, but I'm into that because I, you know, I am a very independent woman and I lived a very long 30 years before I went into a relationship. And it is really important to me to not be just the couple mm-hmm. but again it's work it's it's something we discuss all, all the time discuss passionate conversations is passionate what I like conversations to call them. Yep. Not, not arguments, arguments. <laughs> <laughs> well there's a saying out there this just reminded me of um of it this is uh true love is built and so uh, you referenced work a lot when talking about your relationship. There might be somebody listening who is not married, who might be like work, what the, or someone who is maybe newly married or engaged who might think, you know, nah, it's just going to be easy. That's not us. You know, it's, we just click and, or maybe you don't, you know, realize even maybe where your partner's at with it and not even know that you need this thing called work or to reference also this quote that I said to build. So when you say work, what does that mean? Doing the work is learning. So we talked about the love languages. I wanted to know my love language, his love language. And then we, co- we constantly remind each other about that. You said quality time. Your love language is quality time. And so I am constantly working, <laughs> constantly working yeah. on giving him the type of quality time that, that he needs, right? Um, and the, just the other night, so we had a date night last week. Um, I know that I like to do a little too much and then I can't get out the door on time. You're very optimistic. <laughs> Overly. <laughs> I'm a maximizer. I try to squish too much into a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And then what tends to happen is that I don't eat. I don't eat. And I then I'm running out the door, grabbing a snack bar or standing in the kitchen, shoving some chicken in my mouth or something. So the other night he got home from he got home from work early. And I thought I could just do one more thing. And then it's 6.30 and we should have left at 6. We Our goal was to leave at 6.30 and we didn't really leave. And I then I had to eat and, you know, so it was like five or ten minutes late. Anyway, so the next day, in retrospect, I said, hey, you know, I don't get out the door on time. I need you to help me. I know that I need a reminder to eat dinner. I know that I need a reminder we have, you know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, five minute check. I, I need these, these like checks to make sure I'm out the door on time. So if it's important to you that we leave on time, in our wedding vows, I said plus or minus five minutes. She did put it in the vows. That's, I mean, so it's official. It's, it, it, I told it you I was going to be a pain in your ass every day. 
and yeah, and, I would, and I would try to <laughs> leave on true. time, plus or minus five minutes. Uh, and so that was like five minutes. But so, so the next day, so instead of having an argument about it, oh, we can never leave on time. Why can't you get out the door on time? I, you know, the work is that I know I need cues. I know I need reminders. I set my alarm clock. And to share that is that I might need that 20 minute reminder. Hey, did you eat yet? Are you sure you're ready to go? Are we going to be able to get out the door in the next five minutes? And I think. I see an empty glass here and I know you're going to jump in, (laughs) but I think this is a great time to pause and introduce his wine because it sounds like he's going to need a sip. He's going to have to spill this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, um, and I, when we talked about the wine beforehand, he had said, I like some interesting reds. So I have um, a wine from, and it is not my forte pronunciations, but Pauvre a Cell, which also means in French is a French Pepper wine. and salt. There we go. Yes. So, and here is my next translation. So um, this is actually... My God, my French friends would be killing me right now. <laughs> um, this is a Gamay and Po Pinot Pinot Denis. I'm gonna botch the name of this grape, but it's a blend. Um, so we're gonna see. I have not ever tried this. The previous one I had actually tried. So this is an experiment for the interesting red. So, so she'll pour it, and you'll get ready to spill it. what we think this is this is my this is more like my wine you can say it if it's not for you you can say it dear totally you're, this is you're a... more of an interesting red than, oh than uh, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this but this is more of that like soury oh yeah all right so mm. it is interesting y'all but anyway I'll, I'll, I'll keep a, a picture of this bottle now that we have totally <laughs> taken a long pause before your response. No. So, she was talking about the type of work and how that has led to the time sensitivities oh. within so, your vows and your relationship. I think the, the biggest challenge for me is that if she gets free time, she f- tries to fill in that time. And if I get free time, I sit on the couch and relax. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we all work really hard for a lot of hours every week. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, I-, I try to take advantage of those few hours during the week that I'm not working or not doing something. And I think that's certainly been a challenge for us over the course of uh, the-, the five plus years that, you know, figuring out, um, you know, how to balance that where, you know, she's the kind of person that yeah, that's work. Yeah, that's always work too. needs to be doing something and contributing to something. And, um, but that part of that is, you know, that about yourself, right? Like I know this about myself and I think the work that happens to build the, like, it's like building the bridge between each of the things that we know about ourselves is sharing it and then figuring out how, when we share that information, how to use that in the relationship. And to uh, have a level of acceptance. Because essentially in this, you're sort of in a yin right, and yang. You're, you're on more of the extremes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Of course. And so, who's the yin and who's the yang? No, I'm the yang. <laughs> We've discussed this. I'm So yang energy. So I'm a yoga instructor as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yang energy is is the sun, it's heat, it's hot, it's busy, it's, it's, it's like the high energy. And the yin is the cool and the calm, the relaxed. I, I mean, forever I've been using this analogy with him because I'm, you know, I just need that balance and you have to have, you should have both, right? You can't be too yin, you can't be too cool and relaxed and and you know depressed almost you get and you can't be too crazy and high energy like me because that that gets wearing down too well and you come together for different reasons and this is probably some of those reasons where then he helps you 
And at some level, and I don't know if you'd agree with ah! me. <laughs> I've been trying to draw it out for years. You, Tell me what I bring this to learn to this relationship. You help him <laughs> when it comes to this one factor. But of course, we're only talking about one factor. So right. again, um, but yeah. So so this is his love language. Quality time, yeah. Quality time. And what is yours? Physical touch. There we go. All the kisses, all the cuddles, all the snuggles, hugs. Et cetera. Et cetera. Rub my back. Are we yigging and yanging or? No, I mean, that's, that was a, you're (laughs) not a very physical. Yeah, and I'm not a very physical, touchy-feely person, Uh you know, when I need to be. Yeah. I am. But it's not what comes natural to me. Yeah. That's work. It's work, right? that's your work in this. Yeah, and and I think so. This is just one thing to learn about ourselves that that we found helped our relationship. Right, it may not help everyone's relationship, but I think it's one thing that we learned early and we worked. We've been working on for a long time. And in the book, they talk about filling your love cup. So, like, mm-hmm. how do you get that fulfillment? And it's just having the discussion. We have these discussions. The passionate ones you spoke the of? The passionate yeah. conversations. <laughs> because it's when you don't talk about it then, it, then it gets hidden and then you don't talk about it so much that it finally explodes and it becomes an argument. But, you know, and sometimes you need, sometimes that, again, I'm high energy. I like to have these discussions. I like to get the, the fire going because if it doesn't come out now then when it does come out, it's not good, right? It's going to burn. It burns, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to bring it to the boil, but simmer it down a little bit. And we're also different in the sense that she's a very detailed person. And <laughs> um, I just need some high-level bullet, bullet points. <laughs> so I think that's been something that we've worked on over the years where well, I don't need to hear about every little thing you did during the day. Just give me the highlights and... I'm happy. So do you guys have like a, once a week you, you know, get together to talk about this? If we could be so organized. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) How do you keep the communication consistent so that you feel like you're on the same page with each other? Great question. What do you think? We don't plan it. I mean, it would be so easy to have it scheduled in, right? Because if it's not scheduled with me, I'll fill that time up some other, you know, with something else. I think it's trying to also understand from the other person, like, what's truly important to them and what, um, you know, when when she tells me something, knowing if it's just her telling me something or if it's something that's really important to her Mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, figure out uh, during a conversation, um, everything is important. Every single thing is important. Sure. <laughs> my little brain. That's why my bullet, bullet points. Cause all the details are important. And you know, I'll, I'll come home and she'll be like, how was your day? I'm like, good. And that's it. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it was a good day and you know, she doesn't need to hear about this meeting that I went to or this customer that was mad at us. Um, I don't need to, but what if I want to? So, but, so we have these conversations, right? I mean, I think part of it is that I talk a lot, right? (laughs) I could, I could ask you, I'm a very extroverted person and I could really have these conversations with anyone all the time. I want to know all these things, but they come up when it, when it be, when we feel like there's some tension, right? So when there is, I don't know, like, I don't know, like a, a, a time of, I don't know, like what, like not an argument, but they, they come up when we have an issue. I mean, but it, I sense we need to pour some more wine. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> well, you're doing it right in the fact that I hear you speaking so much about the communication as being important in the relationship. And I think that um, whether it's communicating verbally, physically, 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's different ways that we can pick up on cues that our partner is like good or our partner is like, maybe we need a minute, you know, maybe we need to like take a pause. So if it's not something, if it's something that comes more organically, then all the better. Um, I think, well, I, I think it's not easy to have hard conversations, right? So that's another thing I, I am very passionate about having difficult conversations because there's no other way to get to the root of the, the juice. Bo- the juice. <laughs> there's no, there's the juice. you know, like to get to the bottom of the barrel, right? There's yep. to me, I guess this is like a relationship because I see like from day one, this is the way it is, and if it's not, let's move on. And that's how I feel about communication and having issues that come up and discussing them is that. If we're going to have this conversation, let's have this conversation. Because to me, if it's all about efficiency. Maximizing. Efficiency. Let's use bullet points. Different, different type You're of... You're contradicting it. yourself. I'm looking honey. at the long term. Efficiency of the relationship. Um, it's like problem solving, right? You got to like do all the things sure. and then you go back and see if it works. And then you do all the things and you go... You go back and see if there was a something that you can improve upon and improve upon, and and maybe that's just a, a personality trait of mine. I'm I am into self improvement, and that carries over to our relationship. I think a lot is, which is different than maybe your last relationship. Taught like looking at myself and seeing how that contributes to the relationship and the work is trying to see if there's some self-improvement on the relationship to get better and, and be stronger each time we have something that comes up. But I love it because at the base of it, honesty is like the core value there. And you have these conversations that are open and then you do it right away so that you can do a little course correction, you know, maybe Small, change one right. little thing. And you're doing that along the way and you probably, you know, here then over time, maybe you're in a very different place than you were a year or two years ago and you don't even realize it because you've just been making these little changes in a positive way together yeah. versus not having those conversations and one person's making changes and the other person's making changes and before they know it in two years, they're in completely different places. So I think there's a lot of value in what you're sharing. Which brings me to my next question. Okay. What do you love about each other? And maybe the most favorite thing that you've learned about each other? Oh, gosh. Um... Or are they two separate questions? Should I... I think well, they're two, right, they're two yeah, separate well, things. We can yeah. piece it apart. But I think um, what I love about you is that I've, I've never met somebody who is so passionate and committed to the things that she believes in and is so damn stubborn at the same time. <laughs> and I say that. That's the passion. Yeah, I say that with <laughs> all due respect and love. But, um, you know, a lot of people can give you the lip service that they care about X, Y, and Z, but I think you truly believe the things that you work on and the things that you do. And, um, you know, we've had this kind of back and forth that, you know, for me in, in, in my field, it's, you know, it's a job that pays me a salary that lets us do the things that we do. And you work to live. Yeah, I work to live. And, you know, uh, I, but I, you also travel. You know, I mean, well, my that travel... you work so that you yes. can have the life exactly. that you yes. want. Yes. And yes. I think I, I, I love my job and I love what I do. But at the end of the day, it's it's still, I work so I can live and yes. be able to provide and, you know, live in the place that we live and go on the vacations that we do and, um, you know, do the things that we do. And I think um, she's the opposite where... Oh, I live to work. She, I she, love working. I will work hard on, and this is maybe why our relationship is this. It's work, right? It's work. It's the yin and yang. It's yeah. yeah, it's the balance because the Venn diagram. I yeah. will 
from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, I am happy to have a million things on my list. As long as I check all the things off, I feel good. If I'm working, if I'm doing, if I'm task doing tasks, I'm very happy. And you know, the thing I've learned is that there is a balance of not just working, but also living. And my so my favorite, you know, my, my favorite I like, thing, I was like, and I'd say right, this. Enough about you. How about what yeah, you think so about Yeah, so of course. Me? So, <laughs> so my favorite thing is that I laugh every day. This is like, it's it feels like such a cliche. Everyone, you know, when you're not married and you're dating, and people always say, marry someone who makes you laugh. Or Wait, did we hear that joke in the beginning? Which one? What was the, what was the Desperately joke? seeking. Oh, I know. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I know. So she laughs at makes, my dad jokes. He, he makes me laugh every day. Mm-hmm. And that is really important to me because I am too serious. I'm too passionate in some aspects. And I, I need that reminder of levity and lightness. And the, definitely the number one thing that I've learned is, well, I'm trying to learn. I'm working on, I'm working on it. I'm working because... You have to work on something, but learning to relax. That is not a comfortable thing for me to do. And quality time for us, a lot of the time, is relaxing. It's relaxing on the couch. It's relaxing on vacation. And um, yeah, so that's, that's what I love. And that's what I've learned. Being in the moment, being present. I'm working on that. That's, that's, a, that's an ongoing theme. Ongoing. Like just because you're sitting with me, right? If you're playing on your phone, <laughs> that ain't quality time. But that's right. And so this is the whole thing is that it's it's something that you learn. It's something that you work on. It's something that you build together. Uh, and it's not. It's it's yeah. It's all it's all learning experience. It's it's working together and learning to work together with a partner and not doing it all myself sure and it's not something that we're gonna stop a year from now five years from now ten years from now so you know people who say that they have a perfect relationship that doesn't exist yeah and hopefully it gets easier but then there's times where it changes and you work hard still right Mm -hmm. it's it's all a work in progress so if you could each offer one piece of advice for our listeners, what would that be? I, to me, it's learning about yourself and being able to bring that into the relationship. If you don't know who you are, then you don't know how to have someone else help you become the person that you want to be. Yeah, I think it really all comes back to communication. So communicating with yourself, communicating with yeah. your partner and, you know, not waking up one day and being like, how the hell did I get here? And, you know, I've been in relationships in the past where, you know, one person in the relationship out of the blue is like, I'm not happy or, um, you know, says something that catches you off guard and you're like, holy shit, did I not see the signs? How did I miss all of this, you know, I've been waking up next to this person for however many years and, you know, it just kind of went over your head. So if you're not communicating, not having that constant dialogue, whether it's, 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 it's good, it's bad, you know, you need to have those conversations or, you know, you're, you're going to get in a situation where, you know, you've kind of lost your way and either have to figure out how to make your way back or, you know, it's, it's not going to, not going to work out well. So I think that's, you know, for me, and it's not just, relationships with your spouse just in general relationships whether it's professional relationships with with, uh, your family with your friends you know if you're not communicating you know somebody's gonna think something that you know may not be true and um you know it's gonna create problems so i think that's to me is the most important thing you know not just in this relationship but just in general i love it cheers what? Hold on. We need to fill a glass or two here. <laughs> uh, so well said. And from the heart, you definitely spilled it today. And I'm going to, I'm pouring this with my left hand, so I'm really trying not to spill it. <laughs> but cheers to that.
Guys, this episode was so good and it was so much fun to make. This was an amazing couple that I am truly, truly, truly grateful for. As you have just heard, there was so much yin and so much yang and I mean, so much cheersing and so, um, and so many good lessons. And that's really what this is all about. So a few of my favorite highlights, um, I have to say her mentioning being sure that she meets someone with a shared vision is uh, key. And a lot of times we don't think about that when we meet someone. We just go balls to the walls and dive in and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. So really being clear on who you are and what you want And I think another part of this is, of course, as I teased, her response to um, him saying, yes, I'm actually in the process of getting a divorce, even while they were still just beginning. And her reaction was of total acceptance and almost admiration. And I think that is very rare in a lot of cases is something that could bring out people's insecurities knowing that there's different relationship histories and so um I just really commend both of them him for being honest and her for responding so much from a place of love it's uh really just a model example of how to communicate from love um they understand how relationships take work and they're using some pretty badass tools that are out there like Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages. Um, They are finding ways to take time and make time in busy schedules, which is really what a lot of us um, grapple with is like, how do we find the time for us? And um, this particular couple doesn't have children, but even when you have children or even when you don't have children, you can clearly see that it can be a challenge just to find that time that is truly quality time without any of the noise in the background and just being with each other to be really open and express the needs that they both have. And so um, I think that they also really represent a couple who, while they are a couple, they are very much individuals. And that is something really beautiful that they maintain and they celebrate um, about each other. And so I think these are just some of the highlights of, uh, again, what we can learn from in our exploration of uh, love and how we can love better and I am so grateful to all of you tuning in today to the very first episode and if you are interested in being a part of uh, Spill It With Love, uh, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. Um, Please share any comments and feedback as um, this is just a beautiful experiment that is only beginning to um, start and I am super excited that you're here with me to see where it goes. So thank you, thank you, thank you and a big cheers to spilling it.